It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. War Eagle Auburn family, and welcome back to another edition of E2C Extra, where we get together and we talk about something that's a little bit unique in the Auburn family spectrum. We always tend to be a little bit focused on the sports with these topics, but if it's orange or blue, it's what we do and it's what we will get into here on this podcast episode. For this show, I am very excited to have a guy I gotten to know over the last couple of months not a couple of months many months feels like a year now feels like we've known each other for a while now uh he's been a member of a our booster club our patreon program you can find him a lot of the times participating on our live streams on youtube whether that just be chatting along with everybody else or even calling in the show uh his name is mr dustin smith and he is a pretty awesome member of the Auburn family. We're going to be talking about a pretty cool topic today. So I want to welcome in Dustin for the very first time on the podcast. Welcome, Dustin. Kyle, how you doing, brother? I appreciate that. It's a heck of an intro, man. Well, you know, I do try to do justice to the people that deserve it. So I think you should be congratulating yourself for having such the intro, you know, <laughs> being warranted to be given that intro. Uh, but I'm happy to have you here on the show for the very first time been fun chatting with you on youtube and stuff but having you to a little bit wider audience that we have in the e2c network family is is a good thing and a topic that i know that has been very near and dear to your heart specifically uh not just auburn football and auburn baseball and basketball and all the different things that we can talk about about auburn sports but there's these things called club sports they're not the ncaa sanctioned uh, you know, programs where you see them listed officially on auburntigers.com, but these are uh, still legitimate collegiate athletes, but it's just a different type of way things are run and managed. Uh, we're not going to get into the specifics of that on this show. That'll probably be for another show sometime, but we do want to talk about one of those programs, and that is the Auburn Ice Hockey Program and a specific event that they took part in in this recent weekend that we're recording this. Uh, with UGA and how it connects a little bit with the National Hockey League and what they're trying to kind of mirror there. Um, but ice hockey in and of itself, Dustin, is a foreign concept, I think, to a lot of people in the South, maybe because they're not willing to give it the chance. But why is ice hockey such a big thing for you personally? Well, uh, I'm from Pensacola, Florida, and we have a uh, team here that used to be in the ECHL, which is a minor leagues. And uh, it was affiliated with the Tampa Bay Lightning at the time. And I've just been going to the game since I was six, seven years old, man. And um, if you like football, you're going to like ice hockey. I mean, it's uh, it's physical. It's fast. It's really like a combination of, of basketball and football. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of back and forth. And the thing I, I love about hockey the most, man, is just uh, if you're not physical, you will not win. Mm-hmm. It's, it's impossible to win without being the tougher team out there. You're not going to just outskill somebody. And uh it matches the attitude of, of the South a lot. And the, you look up teams like North Carolina, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, the National Predators, the Tampa Bay Lightning, 
these have huge followings. And I'm telling you, when you watch it, you just fall in love with it. You know, it's a sport. I like that you gave the analogy of basketball and football. I would argue personally, just from an outsider's perspective, as as not a traditional hockey fan, I appreciate it, but I wouldn't call myself a hockey fan, uh, that I think many more sports could be thrown into that mixture there. You know, I don't know if we want to throw soccer in there as well, but just the whole idea of hockey is so unique and there are so many different concepts of how the game is played that kind of all roll into it that I think it makes itself very easy for someone who comes from maybe a soccer background, from a football background, from a basketball background, can appreciate something about the game, whether it's the strategy, whether it's the way uh, you move about the rink, whether it's the physicality about uh, what you already addressed and that's kind of associated with football. I think the stigma is it's just, it's on ice. We're from the South. We freak out if we see ice. You know, we all remember Snowpocalypse. You don't, Dust. I don't think it hit you in Pensacola, did it? No. We're st- hey, listen, there's still like trauma here. If there's even a whiff of a flurry, the bread and milk leaves the shelves. I don't, what are people going to do with bread and milk? Have you, can you figure that out for me, Dustin? <laughs> it's uh, a pandemic hits and the toilet papers fly off the shelf. I don't know. It makes no sense whatsoever. Weren't we going to be hitting with a pandemic of diarrhea or something? I <laughs> That's a little bit too graphic for the show, but hey, I went there anyway. Uh, You know, it's just the funny nature that because we're from the South, we don't seem to associate, for whatever reason, hockey and specifically ice hockey uh, with the Southern states. But there is already a presence there, whether it's in the National Hockey League, but also these collegiate hockey teams, Auburn specifically. Now, how long have you been following Auburn ice hockey, the club team? Uh, just the season, right before the season started. Um, I created a Twitter account. I'm, I'm kind of, I don't have any other social medias. I just created that one to, you know, keep up with sports. And I just, I stumbled into it. And uh, I've been watching the uh, guys at WEGL 91.1, the mm-hmm. uh, student station in Auburn, I believe. They, uh, they broadcast all the games live on YouTube. They're able to get a camera on there most of the time. Uh, sometimes it's just like a radio type deal, but uh, they do a great job. And uh, I've been watching all season, and I've fallen in love with the, with the team. I love it when the, the students get involved with trying to give some of these programs, uh, whether it be club sports or the actual NCAA, you know, commission sports, um, some extra exposure that they don't tend to get. You know, that, I think that's a great thing. Uh, it helps us kind of broaden our horizons as Auburn fans when people invest time in that. And that's what we try to do here on this, this network is we're not going to ignore that football, basketball, baseball, all of that is king. But we're going to give uh, some time and exposure where we can to some of these, uh, especially club sports, because people forget, you know, there's a lacrosse team out there. Uh, you know, people forget also we used to have a wrestling program that was pretty awesome back in the yeah. day. <laughs> but uh, okay. this is why we talk about these things, because we want to hold them for posterity and just give people a, a chance to learn something about another aspect of their Auburn fandom that they could take part in. And that being obviously with this show, um, ice hockey. Now, we don't have an ice rink, Dusty, uh, in, in Auburn that you and I ha- have been able to find. And I believe you've just informed me that they have to play out in Columbus, Georgia, which is about, depending on how fast you drive, <laughs> 45 minutes uh, to an hour and away. Uh, so, you know, your thoughts on kind of where the program is at in terms of, I know you've been following it for a short time, but what do you think uh, the program needs right now? Uh, in terms of support or uh, attention in, in terms where it needs to grow if it wants to become a, a big thing? 
Um, that's that's Kyler needs us. Yeah. Um, they need us as fans to uh to show more love. Um, get on there, follow those guys on social media. You know, like their posts. And like I said, uh, watch watch the games on YouTube, and you're gonna you're gonna fall in love with it. Um, there's it is a tough situation. You know, you got to find an ice ring in the South. Um, but you would like to see something, some kind of solution to where you want to get those students out there and uh, maybe they're not able to go an hour out of the way, you know, to yeah. go to the game. So finding something, something closer to campus. And uh, if we step up as fans, uh, they do a hockey jersey sale. They just put a store out. Uh, go in there and buy you a shirt for $25, you know, buy you an Auburn hockey shirt. You got plenty mm. of football shirts. Yeah. And uh, again, just follow those games on YouTube and, and you're going to, you're going to love it. I don't know, and I can't remember. We have this uh, event called Auburn Tiger Giving Day, which has just happened. I think at one point they, you know, were taking part in it, and you could donate to the club team. I don't think that happened this year for them, but you know, there's events like that. If you're a fan of hockey and you're an Auburn fan, it's time to coalesce that together and uh, bring that support and attention to the program if you can do that, because you never know. You might uh, There are bigger things that are in play that decides what will be an NCAA sport for a university than just fan support, but you never know if the interest becomes big enough, the university might have to make a call and say, hey, we need to start having discussions about whether this can be, and obviously there are other things that go into that, and we can address those another time. But, um, yeah, I would agree with you. It starts with us. It starts with us viewing. It starts with us talking about it. And uh, I would say it starts with getting the students involved. Is I, I love that you addressed that. Um, traveling to Columbus for some students, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're living off of peanut butter and jellies, like right. most of us did, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a lot of money. Gallon. Exactly. Especially in times like these where, you know, it takes, you know, double the cost, it seems like these days, to just drive down the road. Um, getting them closer proximity to Auburn would be a, a necessity just in terms of trying to get the students there. Because I can imagine, just like yourself, there's Auburn students there that want to take part in the program, go to a hockey match, would love to just go you know, skate on a rink. And it has to be indoors here in the South because you never know if we're going to be snowing or if we're going to be you know, in the blazing heat of the sun. Uh, so there are things that have to take place there. But I don't want to spend a lot of our time talking about that aspect of it because what brought us today was um, this event that was going to take place and did take place, although with a little bit of unique um, adjustments having to be made as we kind of addressed living in the South. You never know what the weather is going to look like. Uh, but I want us to start off with talking about what inspired it, the Winter Classic in the NHL. It's where two teams come together in an outdoor venue. Uh, I've set it up. Could you explain a little bit more about your thoughts on that event as a whole and what it means to the NHL? Yeah, it's uh, it's just really cool because obviously, um, you know, you play every game in a rink, and they uh, NHL plays an 82 game schedule. So over time, uh, how different can rings look? It's kind of the same backdrop, the same atmosphere all the time, and you're you're kind of limited to 20, 25,000 people in that atmosphere. Um, but they do the stadium series every year, and uh, they played in Wrigley. They played in Yankee Stadium. The coolest one was they played in uh, the Big House in Ann Arbor, and they had 110, 115,000 people watching the hockey game, and it was snowing on the ice. It was just really, really cool. And last night, my Bolts, Tampa Bay Lightning, defeated the uh, Nashville Predators 3-2. to two. There was about 70,000 people there. And, and like I said, you know, those are two, those are two non, non-hockey cities, you know. Yeah. Um, Tampa, Tampa Bay and – in Nashville, but they had 70,000 people there last night. The atmosphere was awesome. 20,000 people traveled from Tampa uh, just just to go. So 
it's um it's a really cool thing and i think today uh middle tennessee and vanderbilt i think they're playing they're playing mm -hmm. there today okay. um and they're members of the uh the college hockey south which is the conference that auburn is in and um so that's kind of what they do that once a year outside like that it's a really cool concept because you know we associate ice being outside just to have it outside in a, in a giant stadium like that is a pretty cool concept and as you've said they've had it at different venues it's the the event is not you know dedicated to one specific space just wherever it makes sense or who wants to host it that year um and now what's happened is auburn and georgia two classic rivals in college athletics doesn't matter what the sport is we hate our, each other's guts not as much as auburn and alabama but we hate each other when it comes to playing uh, some sports. And uh, they decided, uh, I think it was a few months back, to announce mm -hmm. that they were going to try to follow in the footsteps and have an outdoor winter classic of their own. And, you know, it's probably presents its own little challenges, which we'll talk into a second, but it was going to be called the Outdoor Series with the intention of being played annually between Auburn and Georgia at the Foundry Pavilion in Athens, Georgia, which they obviously have a, a better setup in terms of locally there uh, for themselves than we do. And that's that was the intention. So your thoughts on Auburn versus Georgia deciding that they're going to have an annual series, and um, do you think anybody else should be involved in that? Should it be a rotating thing, or do you love that it's an Auburn-Georgia thing? Um, no, Auburn, all, I think that Auburn and Georgia should strive to do that every year. Um, I was fired up when I saw that and uh, I had every intention of going, uh, you know, just kind of, they ran into weather problems. Uh, if too hot, it's going to melt the ice. And that's going to be something that, uh, you're going to have to deal with down here. It becomes swimming and diving at that point, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's going to make for some real bad hockey. Uh, players won't be moving very fast. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it was a really cool concept. They had, they had scheduled to do it on Thursday and Friday mm -hmm. uh, with obviously the NHL game being on Saturday. So it was kind of, you know, as like a little a build up into that. And then this coming weekend, uh, March 4th through the 6th, is the uh, College Hockey South uh, tournament. It's like the SEC tournament. That's the conference, the College mm -hmm. Hockey South. And uh, it was known as the SEC as well, but they just changed it because – there's 20 teams in there. A lot of them are ACC teams. You know, it, it just didn't – College Hockey South, they, they felt like it was a better fit. So uh, uh, that tournament's next weekend, and I think that is a cool way to end the uh, end the season every year would mm -hmm. be uh, to do it. And then hopefully, like we talked about, man, hopefully we could get uh, an ice rink or something set up close to Auburn, and uh, maybe we could rotate that at the end of every season. We could have the series of ours, and the next year it could go to Georgia's and back and forth. I think it's a, a really cool idea, and uh, – I actually, my, my little brother was going to go with me because when I told him it was outside at night, you know, he's not even a big hockey guy like me, but he was fired up because he Auburn and Georgia play hockey outside. It was just a really cool concept. So I think they should continue that for sure. I do. I think so as well. It's it's a really neat that you try to tie and not try to replace. Obviously, you're not going to replace the NHL Winter Classic. That's just not going to happen. But if you can kind of, you know, coordinate all that together where there's already this heightened interest and, and buzz about hockey for this weekend anyway, why not take a little bit of that pizzazz and kind of use it for collegiate hockey right. and specifically Auburn and Georgia hockey, add in the, you know, animosity that is already built there at night, and that creates – what could be an incredible environment if the event can go off as planned. And we've already kind of addressed there uh, as tends to happen. Uh, the weather on the, di I can switch on a dime uh, here in the South from basically November uh, to the beginning of March, where you might be freezing your butt off having a snow apocalypse, or you might be wishing that you were on the balmy beaches of Pensacola with Dustin. 
Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, E2Cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. It never, you never can tell what's going to happen here in the Southeast. And I, I imagine the officials that put this together, the teams, the programs that all organized this, um, knew this was a, a possibility, were willing to take the chance. And it's almost kind of one of those things I'll add here, Dusty, that the whole concept of doing an event outside like this has those challenges. And you saw that with like, uh, it used to be called Pearl Jam, but now it's, you know, tip off at Tumors. They've had to cancel before and they continued through with it. I hope that's what's going to happen here is they won't be discouraged by this one event because the very first tip off at Tumors was canceled because of weather and they still went forward and it's become an annual event. So I, I do hope that they continue that. Would you like to see... Maybe um, Alabama be included in on that and make it kind of a three-way rivalry thing throughout the weekend, or do you think it should just be specifically Auburn and Georgia? Um, no, I don't want Alabama to take to have anything cool like that going on. We'll just play them <laughs> in a regular regular ring. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I think it's cool too. We we uh we end the season with Alabama in football. I think it'd be cool to have it to where yeah. um and now Amen Corner has been taken away in football, so where we, at least we were playing Georgia at the back of the season. So let's play, you know, I, I like this a lot. I think it's, uh, it's really cool. And um, to be honest with you, like Georgia is, they're the number one seed coming into the tournament next week. Mm-hmm. We are the number eight seed. Uh, we barely, we barely made it in there, but um, we've, we've played them twice this year. They beat us three to two in overtime. And then they, I'm going to air quote this. They beat us uh, in the rescheduled game. Because it was supposed to be two games. They had to reschedule it, just make it one. They mm-hmm. had to scramble to find a complex. Uh, like I said, those guys at 91.1 WEGL, they did a great job of getting it set up still so we could still watch the game. And uh, still, uh, I could tell on the broadcast, some Auburn fans made it out there. But we lost the game uh, Friday night, 5-4. to four, And we were on the penalty kill for two-thirds of the game, and that is not an exaggeration. Uh, in the first period alone, Georgia had five power plays to R1, and all, well, we didn't even have a power play. It was the penalty, but it was joint. It was double penalty, so both our guys got double minors. So we were never – we were playing five versus four uh, the entire night and still lost by a point. So with more neutral referees, <laughs> I feel like uh, 
And I, I'm, I'm serious. You can go back I and watch you. this. You don't have to know a whole lot about hockey to understand that you can't truck a goalie and then somehow Auburn get a penalty for a Georgia player. Smoke Monday in our goalie. That's not allowed. <laughs> uh, I love it. He, Tying it back to football. <laughs> well, it, was, it was definitely targeting, and they counted the goal. And when our guy pulled him off, because that is a big no-no in hockey, the goalie is off limits. And this yeah. guy came from the blue line, charges him, trucks him. Our guys just pull him off. They didn't even fight him or anything like that. They just pull him off. And then somehow we're in the penalty box, and they get into power play off of it, which they score again. And I went back and watched the broadcast from earlier in the season, the three or two uh, overtime game. And it was a lot of the same stuff. So if they're going to do that winter classic every year, let's, let's, we, we are going to need to get it to where we have some home refs too, because it was a big topic of conversation on Twitter. I was complaining and watching the game and every comment I kept getting back from people was welcome to welcome to a game in Georgia. My goodness. Uh, it just seems to follow Auburn everywhere. Doesn't it? Uh, whether it's uh, basketball, tiddlywinks you know bass fishing you know we just, just can't get the referees huh we're, we're encouraging y'all to go over there and check out the hockey team but just understand that the Auburn it still says Auburn on the jerseys and by the way uh Clint my, our guy Clint those hockey jerseys are sick man they uh <laughs> our goalie Camp Dank his mask it is it is something else it's got Sanford Hall on it got an eagle got a tiger it's pretty cool y'all got to check it out yeah, so um, if you yeah, are, we don't have the rest in anything, man. I'm glad you brought that up because you, if you are a, appreciate the aesthetics of Auburn uniforms, hockey is where you need to go check it out because awesome. they get very creative with some of those masks and situations like that. Uh, it, awesome. it feels like a gold mine for a guy like Clint who just loves that mm -hmm. type of stuff and eats it up. Uh, and I know he's he's done a little bit of coverage of that and probably, you know, I, I, he's probably kicking me right now virtually as, as he's listening to this saying, stop giving <laughs> me more work to do. Uh, but, I've already hit him up. I sent him a picture. I said, aren't these cool? <laughs> <laughs> so we lose the initial, and I know the event, you know, technically didn't take place as it was planned, but the get the match, at least one of them took place. And, you know, uh, I'm disappointed in it that it would follow to the favor of Georgia, rightly or wrongly. Uh, but I'm happy to know that it was a very competitive match where, you know, we would get a lead and they'd have to tie it back up. And it took to the very end there for us to, uh, and you know be beaten by the top the number one seed uh and it's funny that you mentioned earlier that you that you won't you don't want alabama being part of it but my understanding is we have alabama to thank for us making the playoffs is that true <laughs> so we um that is true <laughs> um <laughs> but we uh we've kind of fallen off a little bit and we're not playing we're not playing bad uh you can look at the scores the boys are still playing really hard they're all close losses and uh we played fau we had some games versus Bama there, and then we played uh, Georgia, and FAU's number two, and Georgia's number one, and they were all they were all close losses. So the boys should really feel good going into the uh, going into the game Friday. Um, but yeah, the way it was set up was we needed going into the weekend we needed Ole Miss to beat to beat Alabama. I mean, excuse me, we needed Alabama to beat Ole Miss. There was a couple of different scenarios, but Alabama helped us out by beating Ole Miss in overtime seven to six. So, uh, yes, that did get us in there as the eighth seed. And uh, I can – it's Georgia is the one seed, FAU is the two, Clemson is the three, Georgia Tech is the four, Florida is the fifth, Bama is the sixth, Mid-Tennessee State is the seventh, and we are in there at the eighth. So, after we beat Georgia, it would be cool we can run into uh, Bama again down the line. Yep. And see, here's the thing is there's nothing more dangerous than an Auburn Tiger team that's un underestimated 
at the bottom of the pack in terms of, you know, I know it's playoffs, so we're, you know, in the upper echelon if we made the playoffs, but we're probably the, the, the low, we're the lowest seed, so there's not many expectations for us to do some big things there. So I'd love to repay the favor to Georgia, you know. Yeah, the, the event didn't go down the way we wanted it to in terms of results, but the way it actually happened. Uh, but let's take care of it where it matters, on the on the rink when the whole shebang is on the line at this point. Uh, so Auburn hockey and collegiate hockey, more specifically Southern hockey, deserves your attention, folks. Uh, it, it, and nothing else, anything that's got Auburn on it uh, deserves your attention. So I, just to kind of round out our conversation a little bit, Dustin, if there's anything that about the ice hockey program this series or anything else like that, that we haven't talked about yet, is there anything that you'd like to share about that? Um, yeah, I want to shout a couple players out. Um, the goalie is a freshman. His name is Cam Dank, and uh, he is he is solid, man. Uh, if there's one thing that we do need to work on going into this tournament, uh, we're a very we're a very physical team, and we've got some playmakers uh, at forward. We just we take too many penalties. Mm-hmm. The, this weekend aside, this weekend was I'm pretty sure it was fixed. I mean, it was just that bad. Um, but and the game had no outcome on like the standings, so everything was already set up. So it's just kind of one of the things. But uh, Cam Dank, is, he's really solid. Coming into uh, the last game this weekend, he had a uh, 91.2% save percentage, and uh, that's really good. And like I said, we take too many penalties, so he's, he's under pressure a lot. I mean, he played that whole game Friday uh, at a disadvantage. They had five guys out there. We had four. Right. Really made – I mean, the goal that they scored on uh, with five seconds to go to win the game uh, he extended and made two great saves right before that. We just couldn't corral the rebounds, and they put it in. Um, my favorite player to watch is Noah Henry, and he wears number 34. So, you know, if you're wearing number 34 at Auburn, you got to do big things. <laughs> and uh, in, in 16 games, 17 games, he's got 13 goals and uh, 24, 25 points overall. He's, he's, a, he's a playmaker. Um, he can score it, and he, he can really dish it out. He's the second goal of the game, you can go back and watch it. Uh, it's just, it is a beautiful pass. I was, I was surprised to see it. It, it was as high level stuff that he did. So, yeah, uh, he was impressive and our, our defenders as a whole, those guys are really, really physical. They are a really physical bunch. So I just feel like if we can, and another thing about coming into this tournament, a lot of times in hockey, man, if you have a good goalie, which we have in Dink, uh, you just got to get hot. There's been times where the, the eighth seed in the NHL playoffs, uh, the LA Kings did it. They come to mind. Uh, they get hot. Their goalie at the time, he got really hot. And uh, it's, it's hard to beat when your goalie's stopping everything. You just got to find a goal or two. So, and like I said, we've already played Georgia tough. So coming into this weekend, we have every opportunity to uh, to win this tournament. And see, that's the thing about this. I love that you point that out. We're not pitching some program to you that is, you know, just trying to find its feet and is barely competitive. We're pitching a program to you that's, you know, competitive with the best team by the playoff seating in the land, you know, already is, you know, get warranting having its own series with that program as well, which we tried to pull off again, weather got in the way um, to mirror the winter classic. We're pitching a team to you that is competitive, that has a chance to do some big things. So if you're not following this season, you need to, you need to make sure that you at least follow them on Twitter, follow them on all social medias that you can find them there and just kind of keep up with what's going on. And, you know, if you find yourself with a free afternoon or morning, whenever it's uh, they're playing, drive on down to Columbus next season and support them there. 
And uh, if we start getting that type of support, maybe we find somebody, an investor out there in Auburn that wants to bring them literally home to, for their home games into Auburn. And maybe they can tie that in with some other winter happenings that will kind of that's the big thing for me. And I think you've heard me talk about this, Dustin, is I want, especially like in the winter, the early spring, these sports to kind of coalesce together on weekends in Auburn, just have a just yeah. Auburn love fest palooza. It's like, you got all these things to go to, take your pick, go to <laughs> gymnastics or hockey on Friday or whatever it is. And basketball on Saturday. Then you got all these other things on Sunday. Uh, so lots to love in Auburn. If you had to maybe make any changes or maybe you don't have to make any changes to this event, what would you say needs to happen going forward for the Auburn versus Georgia outdoor series? You know, we talked about having it as uh, the last game of the series. So this kind of might fly in contradiction to that, but I mean, the schedule is also a little bit out of whack because of COVID. Um, but it, maybe get it to where a time where, you know, cause this is pretty close to the spring. So if you can get it maybe a little bit closer uh, January time when you just you know it's going to be cold and then like I in, in a bigger picture Auburn needs its own arena so to where we can kind of go we can do an alternate where it's not going to be on their uh their home ice every year mm -hmm. but it's just kind of one of those things Kyle where it's uh you're just kind of looking at God and like hey man give us some cold weather today because <laughs> <laughs> and he's like be careful what you wish for because <laughs> I will bring you back snowpocalypse <laughs> no blizzards no blizzards um still Southern boys down here, but they, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, 32 degrees for that ice to stay playable last yeah. night in Nashville. It was in the forties, but it, it can't be seventies. Right. So, yeah. Again, if it's that we're, we're talking about swimming and diving with guys wearing, you know, <laughs> ice skates on probably sinking to the bottom of that, that, that pool then at that point, which is really awkward then. Uh, but regardless, uh, it's a cool idea. We're going to hopefully uh, we're gonna encourage them as much as we can to continue it and uh, get the things ironed out. If anything, as we've already addressed, is a perfect example. Tip off at Tuners took uh, a couple of times to get that right, and now they're doing it on an annual basis, and people look forward to that. So let's see that happen. Georgia and Auburn club teams, everybody else who's involved with that, we want you to continue that going forward. I appreciate you uh, hopping on here with us, Dustin, just to talk a little bit about uh, like we uh, like to do on the show know, kind of off the wall topics that we don't really get a lot of chance to talk about. Um, but I want to give you, you kind of mentioned already you're on Twitter, where can people kind of find you, uh, keep up with you the most and uh, kind of just talk to you about anything, whether it's hockey, football or anything really. Yeah. You're going to have to get at me on Twitter. It's uh, it's D McShod. It's uh, the D is capital. And then everything else is lowercase. I M C H A U D It's uh, capital D M I C H A U D. 28 and uh just just get at me man we can talk about anything mm -hmm. um absolutely. i'm all over all the time absolutely and i will pitch for him here that you can see him a lot on our youtube show so we go live wednesday nights where everybody can call in but people in our booster club they do get access to call into other live streams that we do from time to time so you'll see him there a lot when he is not too tired from working so hard during the day and is able to join us and has some things to say he's a he's a fan favorite by by myself He's a fan favorite of all the viewers there as well. We get people like, where's Dusty at? We need to talk to him. We need to hear his opinions. We need to get him riled up about something. So thank you for providing endless amounts of entertainment for others, but myself as well. Yes, sir. One more thing before I get out of here. If you are in the Huntsville area, that's where the tournament's being held next weekend. So get out there with your orange and blue and show them boys some love. Absolutely. Again, thank you to Dustin for joining us thank you to the listeners for tuning in to a unique perspective and a unique topic here on this podcast series we'll be back again very soon until then war eagle war eagle buddy 
Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.